Welcome, welcome, whoa, 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 welcome everybody. <laughs> Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat. Join my lovely co-host Jen. Hello. And we are here again to discuss yet again the superstars of Monday Night Raw preceding the King of the Ring. Jen, it's the last time we're going to be here. This is the last time we're going to be here. Yeah, because the next time we're going to have a motherfucking King of the Ring. Oh. Last time we're gonna be. Well, no, I mean it's not the last time we're gonna be here in the pod closet. Knock on wood. Now you're making things weird. I mean, no, you're the one that thought about it like that. I'm talking about how we're watching the superstars from May and the (laughs) fucking (laughs) Raw from June, the time before we announce and crown our first King of the Ring, and then start to hype up. Dun dun dun! SummerSlam. Jen, are you excited? I'm excited. I'm actually excited. Yeah. I'm kind of... These past two weeks are always the hardest. This week and then the week before it in terms of like when you're in that no man's land where you know like nothing's really going to change because you have a pay-per-view card that's coming up and things are getting interesting. Unless, of course, hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. Off screen. So on Saturday, we're going to show you wrestling from Mm -hmm. May 4th. Mm-hmm. What if I told you then on Sunday in Albany, dark match, a man that looks like Vinny Vegas may or may not have helped another man win a belt, which you find out on Monday Night Raw. Would you believe me? I would because I have realized that anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Well, let's fucking dive in then, Jen. Give me a rundown. Let's what do did we it. actually see? <laughs> okay. June 5th, episode of Superstars. I think you mentioned it was filmed on March 4th. And by March, I mean May. May, yeah. It yeah, okay. March. We're not... Star Wars Day. Yeah, yeah. May the 4th. Yeah. Okay. So, usual suspects, right? As our um, hosts, our... Vino Mac. Our... MCs, masters. MCs, if you will. Yeah. Vince McMahon, Macho Man, and Jerry the King Lawler. Okay, so it opens with a Papa Shango Bret Hart match. Mm-hmm. Highlight of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. One, one would assume. Then we get a little window into the Steiners playing the Royal Rumble on Super Nintendo. Which I was screaming at the screen because he was not moving the character at all. Which I oh I love when they go out of their way to try to show you people playing video games, and it's like just wrong. You're like the act either the action on the screen doesn't match up to what they're doing, or clearly they don't know what the controller does. So that's what that's what that's what my my uh, my math and man was up to. Before he does math, he uh, just bangs buttons on a Super Nintendo controller. Continue. I mean. In his defense, that is how I play Nintendo. Um, we get a head shrinkers match, and we get some head shrinkers pineapple eating. Mm-hmm. Then we get a face to face. Your favorite. Your your I favorite. Love face to face. Love face to face. Love it. With our guy Gene. Um, we get hacksaw. We get razor. We get Brett. I feel like I'm going too in depth in this. No, keep going. And I should start. Okay. Um, I like it. Keep going. Kamala versus Phil Apollo. Kamala is still in the picture. Yep. I haven't seen him in a minute. Kind of forgot about him. Here he is. Um, replay of the whole one, two, three kid um, refusing <laughs> Razor Ramon's offer of, was this one $5,000, I believe? 5K, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get one of the greatest mesomorphs of our time, the narcissist Lex Luger versus Jason Knight. The Narcissa. Uh-huh. Macho Man visiting a school. <laughs> it's true. Keeping Telling the kids, the kids to stay off drugs and stay in school. Mr. Hughes comes and... Um, with Harvey Whippleman. With Harvey Whippleman. And he beats a dude up. Russ he, Greenberg. Not just any oh dude, Russ God. Greenberg. Russ is getting his ass handed to him. It seems like he's jobbing left, right, and center. Damn. King of the Ring Report. Yokozuna, Mr. Fuji... Hulk Hogan's going to be screaming in pain, not once, Pat, not twice, but perhaps six times. I like that about it. <laughs> I did too. We didn't go to three. We just, we, we doubled that. You know what I mean? We just went right to six. We're like, we're going to six. <laughs> I loved it. 
It was pretty great. Then we get a Hulk Hogan promo. Um, we get a smoking guns match. And there's some invisible sh- guns shooting in the air Big via man. Billy Gunn. It was, oh my God, it was the whitest white guy thing I've ever seen. Um, then we get another face-to-face. Mr. Perfect wants you to know there can only be one Mr. And Crush and HBK, they're they're coming at each other. We're crushing air. We're wearing lots of shiny, earringy things. It's You really liked it. I did. And that's a wrap on Superstars. Monday Night Raw, June 7th, 1993, filmed that day. Well, let's set the stage. Let's discuss Superstars for a second before we set the stage here for you to give me a rundown of Monday Night Raw. Okay, so let's talk about Superstars and get it out of here. Let's get it out of here. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the Bret Hart Papa Shango match. Because I always enjoy a Bret Hart match. Because you see all of his things that he see does? See all his moves. The, all on display. Did you like when Papa Shango bit him in the head? In the face? I enjoyed it. That? I enjoy all I like aspects it. of it. It was the first real wrestling and I've seen on Superstars in a while. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a seven minute match. Two people that I know. Seven minute match. It was good. I liked it. I agree. I enjoyed it. Was it epic? No. No, but that's... It was something... Look, on superstars. At the least, end of the yeah. day, I think a lot of it boils down to Bret Hart, and we've had this conversation, and it's part of what this podcast is kind of about and what it alludes to. Um, you know, kind of diving into the Montreal screw job, but a lot of it really is just about how he technically is probably one of the greatest wrestlers ever to wrestle. So when he wrestles, unless he's wrestling with someone else that's also technically good or really on their A game. It can get a little bit kind of boring. The story doesn't really flesh out the way you want it to, right? I, yeah, and I that's think why I was his... calling like three of his moves in a row. I was like, yeah. oh, he's going to run into a turnbuckle next. Oh, he's going <laughs> to... And that's the thing is when he's in there with certain performers that really know how to sell and really know how to perform, it makes him even better because he's just so good technically. I mean, that's why he's the only man seated in King of the Ring. He's the best there is. He didn't even have The best to. there was. And the best there ever will be. I can't wait to wear my pink when we watch the King of the Ring. I mean, I'm here. I'm here for the Hitman. I'm okay. here for the Hitman. I'm getting All my right. glasses out. I'm here. I, I, I'm... I, Your glasses. I'm going to bet $1,000 right now cash with you. You have no choice but to bet. I'll give you 1,000 to 1 odds that Bret Hart wins. I'm not going to take that bet because I also think he's going to win. Even though you told me I had no choice, I'm choosing to have a choice. Well... That's not how gambling works. You have no choice. So, I think I think we could bury that episode of Superstars. I mean, outside of that, there was a little bit of back and forth during the uh, Razor Ramon segment, which I always enjoy, but we're going to get a little bit more Razor uh, Ramon on Monday Razor Night Raw. Razor Ramon wants you to know one thing. Yeah. This is what he told me. He said, it's a good thing that this place is called the Nutter Center, where they're going to have King of the Ring, because it's gonna, Bret Hart is going to be a Nutter loser, mm-hmm. and a Nutter has been. And he also wants you to know he's 6'6". Six, six, He's six six and more handsome than ten movie stars, not four. Ten. <laughs> ten. Yes, Glades. I'm just I'm look I'm, a, I'm actually looking at the Godfather, going yeah, that's right. I I kind of liked your gimmick as the Godfather more than I did about Papa Shanga. You know what I'm saying? Hot take. I really liked. I think I liked Kama. Kama probably yeah. Kama's I mean best. the Godfather's fun, but like you know it's Kama, like, Kama's probably the best. Coming Kama out with a. The strippers of every city gets a little bit old for... The best part about coming out with the strippers... Like, for real, though. It's fun. It's for real, whatever, though. But... Attitude Era window, when you looked at it, the best part about it was that he clearly was coming out with, like, strippers. Like, it wasn't, like... Like, here's, like, you know, some wrestling girls that they have, and then they're in, like, Playboy, and they're doing bikini shoots. But then, like, the girls he would come out with, you're like, no, they're really, like... They're really hoes. They're really on the hoe train. It just made me laugh all the time. Like, wow, where did he find them? Like, he literally found them at a bar and just scooped them. it was just funny it always was funny because yeah it wasn't like all of a sudden here he comes with a bunch of like paid you know actresses or something they're definitely working girls <laughs> so it was just sometimes you could tell the quality of the, yes uh, based on the town <laughs> yeah you're like uh i guess they just went to the closest one right by the airport it's not great right so <laughs> having said all that apparently sunday night in albany Unbeknownst to all of us. House show. At a house show. Marty Jannetty loses his intercontinental title to Shawn Michaels. He's a fighting champ. The fighting champ he was. With a big up and a big assistance by this man that's ringside. The man that's he's ringside. A big guy. He's, a, he's an insurance policy. He has a windbreaker and a mullet and that's all you need to know. Was just recently Vinny Vegas, I believe, and is now going to be Diesel. And he is 
absolutely ginormous compared to Shawn Michaels. Like, absolutely huge. Yeah. He makes... And, like, Shawn Michaels, small guy for wrestling, not a small guy in life, though. No, no. Like, like, he's 6'1". Like, 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 he's yeah. a big dude. He's, like, and he's he a looks, above average dude. And he looks like sure. a small child. He looks... Yeah, he looks pretty little. Because <laughs> Diesel's fucking huge. He's so big. Diesel's I huge. think at one point, um, during... Sean's match, Bobby Heenan points out that, and we don't know his name is Diesel yet. We know no, because we it know, was 30 we years know. ago, we but know. you know, um, he's like, his insurance policy is standing on the ground and looking over the second rope. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude. And uh, he's right. As Sean is wont to do, he likes to bring insurance policies to defend him. Look. This is his Just first. This is his first one. As he's want to do, this is his first one. This is gonna. I set think he will up. also have a psychotic one down the line. Yeah. He's gonna have. I a don't rude think that one, one lasts, lasts too. He's gonna have a rude one down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna have multiple ones, but he has a lot of friends. We are told and a lot of foes. Right at the top of the gate, this is what we are told. We are told that this is our new intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. So run me down. What else did we learn at this raw? Okay, so this match. With Russ Greenberg, I believe, and Shawn Michaels. He's working. And Seuss, um, good match for what it was, actually. Shawn pulls out many a move. No offense to Russ, but Shawn Michaels could literally make wrestling a mop look good. Yeah, who said that? Somebody said that. <coughs> um, They're not wrong. We get, after this match, which we'll go back into when we go back into it, there's a King of the Ring report with Mean Gene, where he announces... That the match between Crush and Shawn Michaels, unbeknownst to Shawn Michaels, is going to be a championship match. And he mentions that he did double check with Jack Tony to make sure that that's accurate. And it is accurate. Good thing. And then he has to zoom back to Vince because Shawn runs out from the dressing room and is screaming at Vince that he's jealous of him. (laughs) That he should... (laughs) He's not even going to let him drink a blue wine on the beach like he should be. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Then we get an Adam Bomb match accompanied with by uh, Johnny Polo, which, again, this combination of people. Like JP Paul, and Adam Bomb? Yeah, Paul Bearer, Undertaker. This makes sense to me, right? So you're saying Johnny Polo finding an Adam Bomb doesn't make sense? I mean, it makes sense to me. There's a guy that's just hanging out, living his life. He's got his polos. Playing polo. Yeah, hanging out at the beach, doing polo-type activities. Doing activities that a guy with polos, shirts on, and would do. And I thought he, he finds played an Adam polo. Like, he has the little, like... Yeah, he's like a fucking country club dude, right? Yeah, so he's going to find an Adam bomb at a country club? Yeah, obviously. That's, like, where else sense. would you find an Adam bomb? Where else would you find it? Come on, man. You ask questions like you don't know the answer. It's not like he found a plumber or something named... You know, whatever the plumber's guy's name was, or he found a fucking Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Like, he found an atom bomb, Jen. Oh Be better. God, all those guys are Be so better. They're coming, and they're coming so soon. Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Oh, no. Okay. So, anyway, that happens. We see that atom bomb has diseased eyeballs. That was cool. Been. I thought that was cool. Yeah. We got a Tatanka match. We have, I believe, our first King's Court, right? I think the first one we've seen on TV, yeah. Uh, well, the first that we've seen on Monday Night Raw, I'm pretty sure, with Jerry Lawler, I, they must have handed out Burger King crowns because everybody in the audience had a Burger King well, crown. Well, there was a dark match, apparently. Mr. Perfect versus Jerry Lawler. Oh, That man. happened right before this, so I think that's why everyone had the... Why? Not perfect me. one by perfect I want to see that DQ. more than I want to see one by Adam DQ. Bomb or Tatanka. No offense, Adam Bomb and also Tatanka. Like, I'd want to see that. All right, well, Lawler insults a bunch of New Yorkers and then brings out Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji. Um, Then we get the headlining match, and it is a mixed tag. It is Billy Gunn and Rick Steiner versus IRS and Fatu, all accompanied by their people. And highly, I was highly entertained this whole time. I was highly entertained, and yes. The... Episode wraps up with an interview with Vince McMahon, Razor Ramon, who is now offering the kid 700, nope, $7,500, and he does the whole Nutter Center thing all over again. Um, So yeah, now the kid has an offer of $7,500 to basically be murdered by Razor Ramon 
in front of people. So that wraps up our episode. And I gotta say, a pretty solid Monday Night Raw as far as I'm concerned. I was entertained the whole time. Um, the commentators were on point. They were just cracking jokes and two solid matches. What else can you ask for? You can't. It's a good hour. It's And again, it's such a stark contrast to the highly promotional material that is WWF Superstars on a Saturday morning. What are you looking for, Jen? Oh, I was looking for a post-it note because I liked this episode. Oh, found it. And even though I don't think it beats May 17th, 1993, I'm putting this episode on the wall of episodes Possible. to rewatch at the end of the year to see... Yeah, it's definitely worth, I mean, at, at least for the the uh, insurance policy aspect of it. That was good. We did, as we as you mentioned, we got Razor again calling out the kid. And I think we've learned $10,000 is the price, right? We're going to see that match. I believe it's next week. We're going to see that match, right? That's what we're told. No, we're not. Oh, is that what the kid says? That's what Razor says. Razor says it's, it's booked. Book it. $10,000. It's booked. Next week. That's what he says. No. Yes. What are you talking about? No, no, no. What? I thought he said it's booked $7,500. I thought he was coming out. No, he says $7,500. He says it's booked, but it's not booked. Vince makes a point to say that he hasn't talked to Jack Tunney. He hasn't heard about this booking. Wow. Um. So, no, it hasn't I was gone. told it was booked by the bad guy, so you're trying to tell me that Razor Ramon's lying to me right now? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because he said seventy five hundred, and I know that match doesn't happen until we get to ten thousand. So. Well, that's why I thought it was ten thousand. Oh, um, like, no. are we already? We're already there. No. Yes. Maybe. Oh, and next week we're given a little, little window into next week. Janetti versus Doink. So I mean, <laughs> there's that. To I mean, there to. there could have been some heat there if uh, the Janetti didn't lose his title in a dark match. There could have been heat if he didn't get fired and leave, because I don't know if you remember in the beginning when Doink first started coming out, he was fucking with Marty Jannetty. He mm-hmm. was one of the people he was fucking with. Um, but then, you know, then Jannetty disappeared. So that kind of fizzled out. So what Who did you? What did you think was the match of the week? We had a whole bunch to choose from. A couple different superstars were actually still not Hulk Hogan, by the way. I mean, oh. hopefully... He did, he did a promo, but it was... Hopefully the champion, you know, can uneventful. have a good good form this weekend at King of the Ring. But what was your favorite match? Would you like the most? Well. I... Probably the eight-man tag is what I'd probably say. Was my, was the six-man? The, the six-man tag that wasn't a six-man The four-man tag. That was, was really just an two guys. Tag. It was Fatu versus Iron. Oh, it was a regular tag. They, everybody else was just there. They were all just out there. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Getting um, ready for the for the next. So match. I mean, obviously the, th- the, the it's Bret Hart and Papa Shango. The Shawn Michaels match is a jobber match. I thought that was very entertaining, but he was a jobber match, so we can't really consider that at all. And then there's the mixed tag. I'm gonna say the mixed tag. The, okay. The Bret Hart match was a Bret Hart match. It was entertaining. It also kind of let me down a little bit. I kind of found myself a little bit bored during it, which I don't always feel when I'm watching a Bret Hart match. If it was on Monday Night Raw, I think the energy would have been better and I probably would have enjoyed it more. I'm going to agree with you on the mixed tag match. Uh, although I did like the Bret Hart match because we haven't seen Bret Hart mm-hmm. wrestle in a while. I am going to agree and I'm going to say that the best one was that, uh, I keep saying mixed tag, but it's not because it was not a mixed tag match. It was just IRS versus Fatu. That was the No. Match. It was IRS and Fatu versus Billy Gunn and Rick Steiner. Oh, so it was okay. a mixed tag match. It was a tag. Well, no. Mixed tag means men and women. Okay. It was a tag match with <laughs> elements of random tag teams that Well, aren't, it's not elements. They were all... They're going to have a Survivor Series style matchup at King of the Ring without it being Survivor Series. So they're going to have an eight-man tag. They're going to have an eight-man tag. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. At King of the Rings. So this was like... You confused me because everybody just had... I kept saying, spots. you're right. I was saying mixed tag and that's not what I'm it like, is. That's not what it was. Right. It was just everybody running their own spots. And so that's... But it was like elements of each. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because they want to create the tension and the drama of a feud. How else could you get four heels to 
feud with four faces when it's two and two, like, you know, because they're four separate tag team entities. Yes. You've got to do one stupid thing like this, which at the end of the day, I mean, I guess I'm excited to see this more or less because I really enjoy the IRS DiBiase, um, you know, later stage, this last little kind of run where they are tag team champions. I enjoy that. It's just silly because I always love IRS when he comes out and just yells at her. It's so funny. He yells at everybody. About tax. <laughs> tax. Whatever it is. So oh, you so tax cheats. I love it. It's so silly. And just the million dollar man throwing people money, giving. So good. I just love that everybody is in full garb, even though they're not all wrestling. And then we have Scott Steiner wearing guest jeans mm-hmm. and a tank top. Mm-hmm. A tank top, not a tank tap. Mm-hmm. A tank top. Okay. The most massive man in the world. Like, he He's looked huge. insane. Like, he absolutely looked fucking insane. He definitely uses an integrating... <laughs> Echo Pro. Absolutely. The, the integrated conditioning <laughs> program. I would say. He definitely uses that. Yeah. Who was the best dressed? Are you going to give it to him for that? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. That's fine. Oh, well, you're going to give it to Kevin Nash, the, aren't Because he in, did have a windbreaker. The insurance yeah. policy... In the windbreaker with the sunglasses and the blown out hair like that. And you're just like, who the fuck is that dude? Okay, I'm going to have to tie it. It has to be And I remember seeing it when I was a kid too going, yes, I remember who too. the fuck is that dude? That's mm-hmm. what I thought as a kid. Who the fuck is that dude? Period. Full stop. I'm like, who is that? Because I didn't know. I didn't know either. And I was... But... <laughs> <laughs> I was here for it. I was like, wow, that's a big dude. And again, it will create one of the coolest, um, cause he's just, he just doesn't wrestle now for a while. He never, never doesn't wrestle one-on-one. I don't think he gets in the ring until what? The Royal Rumble, right? That's the first time he actually gets in the ring. I think so. I think that was I like the whole so. thing about it is that he doesn't even get in the ring until like the Royal Rumble, which the reality is that's not, that's six months. So it's not as long as it would appear to wrestle on TV, right? Yeah, you're right. It is. It is six months. Yeah. Well, about about seven, seven months. Seven. Yeah. But I mean, again, how they do it all, it's like you know, superstars are just yeah, whatever. And he and is a wrestler, right? Like he wrestled WCW. Yeah, he's definitely a wrestler. It's just they just keep this slow burn going of just him not wrestling at all. But I gotta give him the best dress this week. It was uh, that was on point. That's there's no more '90s outfit than that. The right. Yeah, the windbreaker is pretty great. I have to I have to tie it because I I literally was just screaming about Scott Steiner like I couldn't get over the way he looked and I don't know why like that's what I would expect from Scott Steiner but like that windbreaker that windbreaker come on I'm yawning here but that windbreaker was pretty fucking dope wasn't it the the fucking sunglasses like he looked like a like a secret service agent with those sunglasses who lost this week do you think Ross Greenberg can we give it to Ross Greenberg? But he never wins, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, say my loser of this entire week is actually gonna be Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, and here's why: because he just keeps getting eviscerated about how he's not man enough to go into the King of the Ring, yeah. and I feel like well, that's his own fault, Pat. You are the king. You claim to be the king, and you're refusing to go into the King of the because Ring because he can't acknowledge it as being a legitimate competition because he's already the king of the ring well that's the point and so mm-hmm. you're just gonna take this massive l like there's no more qualifying <laughs> spots left for you there's nothing more that you can do here um i'm gonna give it to lawler i'm gonna give it to billy gun okay and i'm gonna tell you why okay it's fair because he's gonna have a lot of wins in the in the far future yeah he will I'm become a, a crowd favorite yeah he's one of my favorites Okay. But not only on Superstars did we see him do these invisible guns that he then puts in his invisible gun holsters multiple times after his win. It's fair. Right? Where I was like, ooh, Billy Gunn, what are we doing? What are we doing? Guns out. He also got, he was the one who got pinned. So he took the L. He took the L by IRS after this match. So I'm going to give it to Billy. Okay. Only because he's, only because I know how good he is and how, like, good he gets. So we can give him an L for this. Because okay. I know he's going to, But let's do a, a corner here, or a new little corner that we'll do when we get to these events. There, there will be a lot more of these next year. 
But for now, this year, we're only going to get five of them. So the week before our pay-per-view, let's do our little title check-in. So our current tag team champions are IRS and DiBiase. They are not defending their title. So we will not see the title change hands in King of the Ring. Yeah, and they've been champs for a while, haven't they? WrestleMania, I think, right? Didn't they win the titles around WrestleMania? No, they they um, face Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And they had the titles. And they had the titer, the titles. So yeah. probably since Royal Rumble. So a pretty decent run, right? Because they, 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 I don't think they got, I think they had them out of paper. Either game. Royal Rumble or, or Survivor Series. Like, I feel like it's been a while. Okay. So they've had them for a minute. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's no chance of them losing. And storyline-wise, there's nobody to beat them. So I feel like it's all fair, right? I, I think what they're trying to do here with this, you know, out of context, kind of pulling it as just what we're watching and what we're showing on screen, I think they're just there is no one for them really to lose to, except potentially the guns or the Steiner brothers. They've been pushing the Steiner brothers really heavy. Mm-hmm. So these are one of the two that they would potentially lose them to, you know, with them being the heels, right? I mean, they're not yeah. obviously not gonna lose them to the head drinkers. If you said to me, who do they have to lose them to? Right now, I would probably say Steiner Brothers. How do you feel about the state of the tag team division right now? Are you happier now, six months into the year, when we go to this second pay-per-view of the year? Are you, or third, I should say, right? It's third? Because, yeah, Royal Rumble's in January. So how do you feel? Like Because I know like this time last year, we were we were doing Nasty Nasty Boys and Beverly Brothers oh, and all sorts right. of like. How do you feel about the division? Like How do you feel where it stands right now? Like I enjoy this. Like I like it. I I, I like Steiner Brothers are really good. I really yeah. enjoy them. I like I really Steiner do. Brothers. I do like the Smoking Guns. Um, Money Inc. is amusing. Is it their I outfits? Like the Smoking Guns outfits is that they wrestle in jeans and cowboy boots. Is that what makes you like them? No, actually, that's what I thought. I like. I didn't want to like them. And as a kid, I was like, I don't know about this. Even as a little kid, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is a little bit fucking stupid. Right. And that's why Billy had to lose, because he had these fake guns he's shooting off into the fake air. Don't shoot guns at a kid's show. So, like, I have to... Just don't. You gotta get an L for that, but... um, They're good. Okay. They're, you know... It's fair. I think they're good. I'm gonna say that... From a year ago, or even just a six-month check-in here, I'm going to say that I enjoy where the division's headed. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see kind of I where agree. it's going to go. Uh, I, I think it's in a good place. I I like it more than I did. I know in the future I will like it even more. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy tag teams that aren't kind of like Money Inc. That are just two guys that come together, like... Owen Hart and Yokozuna, those kind of things, I really then will start to like it a lot. But now, I like it. Okay. It's fair. It's liked. In in terms of the Intercontinental, because I'm here for this tag team division right now. I'm here to see where it goes. I'm here to see just, you know. But it's not going to go anywhere if we don't have any title matches, right? But, like I said, you can't have a feud emerge if you don't have anyone to feud with. And like you said, they were just coming out of that WrestleMania. It was Hulk Hogan versus... Hulk Hogan and Brutus, so they and they put the titles on the line, right? Which is so it made it meant nothing because exactly. obviously Hulk Hogan walks out with the dumb. actual strap, so it really dumb. doesn't mean anything. So they had no one that they've been feuding with the past couple weeks. So I'm okay with where it is. I'm okay with where it's going. I'm excited potentially for SummerSlam to see if you know who's the champion, who's going to put up the uh, put the titles. Now, in terms of Intercontinental, our champion is Marty Jannetty, right? Oh, that. No, that no, no. That's right. On Sunday. <laughs> so in between, quote unquote, episodes between Saturday and Monday, if you were, I don't know, not in Albany, you didn't see Shawn Michaels get the title. So currently, Shawn Michaels has no real feud with anyone except the feud that we had already on the back burner with Crush that now makes Crush and Shawn Michaels going to have an IC match. So- but he also does have feuds. He has a little feud with Crush because Crush is so pissed that he ruined his chances of getting into the King of the Ring. But he gets an, an Intercontinental title match now. Whoops. He's got a little feud with Mr. Perfect, lest you forget. We're throwing people into caddies, right? It's true. And but... he's still got that feud with Marty Jannetty. I feel like that's not over. Do you... I mean, a lot of people are feuding with my guy Sean. But do you think that this match is... 
Do you think that it's going to... Like, if Sean, let's say, loses at King of the Ring, is that earned? That crush is now the Intercontinental Champion? I say no. Right? Like, if he loses... Because it's kind of just like, all of a sudden, we're here. Like, we're like, hey, these two are going to fight. Well. And then all of a sudden, now we're here, and it's a title I match. I could be like, like you and just be bad at hypotheticals, because I could tell you that I don't think he's losing... I'm just saying this is this is the state of the pay per view. I'm trying he's to sit bringing here. an insurance policy. I'm trying to sit here. Who's bigger than Crush? I'm trying to get you to call your local cable provider. I we did. are I five did. days I out. Did. Don't wait on the line. I won't. Make the call. If you call now and lock it in, you'll get you you get the opportunity to purchase IcaPro integrated conditioning program for uh, twenty nine ninety nine a month if you if you lock in right now. So I'm trying to. Which sell you should you. do if you're a person who cares about your body. Um. Everybody that cares about their body should do it. I have a question for you. Sure. So, Sean got his IC belt back at a house show. Okay. Bret Hart won the heavyweight belt. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it? Heavyweight belt? Uh, heavyweight yeah. championship. Yeah. yeah. He won the championship against Ric Flair at a house show. Mm-hmm. Sean won the Intercontinental belt originally. At a house show, but I think you can see that match, but it wasn't on a pay-per-view. Okay. And it, right? Like, I think that was just, like, at a show, but it was filmed, but not, I don't, was it? I think it was, but it was on, like, a weird Saturday Night Main Event or something. Okay. So maybe that doesn't count. But we are going to talk about this this one now, and Bret Hart winning it from Ric Flair. Okay. How do you feel about that when that happens at a house show and you don't see it? Like, do you like that or do you not like that? So, take everything else out of context. Okay. So, the Bret Hart thing, at the time, we didn't have a lot of avenues to actually see the product. Like, the product was on Superstars and, like, Saturday Night Main Event. There wasn't Monday Night Raw yet. I think the fact that you have Monday Night Raw, like, I don't like the fact that you're dropping titles (laughs) at dark matches because you could, you know, non-televised events because that's something you easily could do. Especially since two weeks ago he won on Monday Night Raw, right? Or a week ago. So you just had him win on Monday Night Raw. So why not then have that rematch two weeks later on Monday Night Raw? Well, I think... Right. Well, I see what you're saying. Because, I, I mean, you were, have the I think they were basically wrestling each other yeah, we, on the house show circuit for a while. We, um, we surmised that was happening because at one point we saw a Superstars event, which we commented on, where we didn't get to see Shawn Michaels come into the ring. Because he already had the Intercontinental title at that point when he had already lost the Intercontinental title. That was our assumption. Right, but he was wrestling Crush. It doesn't have anything to do with him and Marty wrestling. No, no, but the idea is like, because they're doing it out of context. Um, okay, well that aside, you need to let that go because that's going to be a thing now for a long time. Gotta let it go. Okay. I kind of like when they do that. Or when they did that back then. Because I think it almost made it seem more real in a way. Because if you could just lose a belt at any house show, like, it gives it more validity. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, if you could... Listen, obviously, if this is all scripted, why would you do that? You'd want to show these matches. But they don't. So, like, I kind of think it was like, you really did. Especially at this point, this last month really feels like, oh my god, really fucking anything can happen. Vince is right. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of don't hate it. I don't love that Brett won it against Ric Flair at a house show. Because that felt like, really? We don't get to see this? But back then, there was not Monday Night Raw. It was just shitty superstars, and it was much slower. It didn't feel as exciting. So, like, that kind of sucked a little bit, where this, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. This guy's going to show up with a seven-foot-tall dude and a windbreaker. Like, this is crazy. Well, although I would agree, I, I think the Bret Hart thing, again, you know, we talked about it last year. That part of that has to do with, you know, Ric Flair did have a health issue. Yes. So then that was kind of why yes, he had to drop it, and it was in Canada, so it meant more. So that part of it I understood. The only issues that I have here is you're basically like, this guy won yesterday. <laughs> won yesterday. And this insurance policy was involved. So the idea that there was no cameras there, there was nothing... That's where I kind of get... But also, if you think about it, fast forward two years, and Diesel's going to win the championship the same way at Madison Square Garden at a house show. He's going to pin uh, Bob Backlund, and he's going to win the belt, and that's not televised. I, 
again, I don't like that too much. I think much. it's so exciting. I don't know. Because it, it makes I, it so exciting to me. I, I think it's like... So what I think is, someone that's watching it, is that I feel like there's two different products. So if you want to have a product where people can just, whatever, and you got to go to every, every show, that's one thing. But I think if you're actually trying to do a televised product, like, I'm not a huge fan of that. No, again, I can understand what you're saying. And this was a different era. I will say that. And I mean that in the sense that, like, not every sports game was televised. Not every, mm -hmm. you know, thing. You'd have to look in the newspaper sometimes to see, like, oh, hey, did the Mets win last night? Did the Rangers win last night? Because you couldn't get all the games. So I can understand what you're saying to be like, things happen and you don't know. And then you show up the next day and go, oh shit, that guy got injured. Oh shit, that guy had six goals. I don't know. There's, there's no footage of it. I didn't see it or I have to wait till I see sports. Right. Not everybody all has. All of this was burgeoning. Yeah. Cable at the time. Not everybody has access to all Not everybody stuff. has a video camera on their phone. Right. There's, there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of different things that could allow this to happen. I'm saying for me personally, I feel like you have three titles at this point. Like, this wouldn't be a thing though it. because when things happen at house shows, it's immediately oh, yeah, like it. tweeted. Yeah. So, having said that, I feel like the state of the IC title. I feel, I feel like if I feel like if Crush wins, it's not warranted. I feel like if somehow Perfect and Shawn Michaels were wrestling, I could see that being okay. I just don't think that Crush is like over enough. I think that he's kind of. Great. I think he's been kind of flopping back and forth. They had him with a whole weird doink angle. Yeah, I feel like the title's in good hands now. Yeah, I, I think it's in a, a decent position. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I don't think that, like, it's really just not warranted. And, of course, we have the heavyweight championship, which we have not seen Hulk Hogan wrestle at all. You said it, and I thought, oh, yeah, Bret Hart. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he doesn't no. have it anymore. Because in my mind, he's still the champion. Right. So we have Hulk Hogan, who is the world heavyweight who? champion, <laughs> who has done nothing but cut promos from the beach while filming his show, Thunder in Paradise. Slowly deflating. And you have Yokozuna who's slowly increasing in size mm -hmm. because he is bulking up. He's going the other way. Hulk Hogan trying to get leaner and slimmer in order to face Yokozuna and Yokozuna trying to get larger in order to face Hulk Hogan. I gotta say, uh, I don't know which strategy he's going to win, but I feel like in my heart, at this point, Yokozuna is unbeatable. And the fact that Hulk Hogan beat him in the way that he did was kind of shysty, a little shady. But I feel like, you know, the, the kid version of me looks at that guy and goes, nobody's going to beat that guy. Like, nobody's going to pick up that guy. Nobody's going to beat he's that gonna guy. He's going to come in to King of the Ring at 5.50. He says what he said. He's been eating 12 meals a day. I have been watching him on Monday Night Raw squish people. I've been watching him on Superstar squish people. I feel like Hulk Hogan is going to get squished. And I feel like that is the only logical outcome is that Hulk Hogan loses. But he is Hulk Hogan. So if he wins, it is what it is. As a casual watcher watching it all right now, I wouldn't enjoy that aspect of it because I feel like Hulk Hogan hasn't been around. That's how I feel. How do you feel? I'm just I talking agree. about the product you see. I like, not, not fanciful booking and trying not to go too far in the future. No, I agree. And I feel like he's been a deadbeat champ, so I'd be... <laughs> deadbeat champ? What are you, Dominic Mysterio out here? Everybody's deadbeats? <laughs> Called him deadbeat? Deadbeat he's champ. Deadbeat champ. He hasn't been around. He hasn't been there for his little Hulkamaniacs. What is he doing? Like, I... Uh, like, squish him. You know what I mean? I, uh, I, I... Go... I'm excited. Go to WCW and be in the NWO and just... Bye. I'm excited for Yokozuna bye -bye. to win, um, which I believe he will do. So that's that's the state of the three titles. We'll do we'll do another check-in again week before SummerSlam. See who's yeah. got what. Oh, what I want to do for SummerSlam. So you have to remind me. Mm-hmm. Write it down and post it. Ooh. Yeah, I want to do, like, a... um. Like a quick look back at this time last year. We didn't have a King of the Ring last year, so I don't I know. know what was going on in June. I didn't look it up. Um, so I think for SummerSlam, if we looked at last year's card, because it was just when it was starting to go from the old dudes to the new dudes, you know? Mm -hmm. And man, 92 is weird. Like, I'm happy. Ric Flair, though. We, we, did get, we did get Ric Flair, who carried the year. In terms of this King of the Ring tournament, we have a number one seed in Bret Hart. He's going against Razor Ramon in the first round, which I think kind of sucks because I would have liked to see them later on. I agree, and I have. Yeah. I was actually going to bring that up. Because I really feel like, even as a kid, I was kind of like, I think Bret Hart's going to win. So I kind of like was like, okay. Um, Mr. Perfect's in there against Mr. Hughes. Like, again, there could be only one Mr. There could only be one Mr. So you kind of feel where that goes. Hacksaw versus, uh, who's he going against? Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. The Undertaker just doesn't exist. We haven't seen him in a hot minute. He's 
on the next episode of Monday Night Raw. For sure, because his little picture is on the peacock. I like the little image. Yeah, well, yeah, because I'm sure they're going to bring him back out now after that to get also, him ready Also, I have Slam. a feeling we're going to see him as superstars on the next episode. Hmm. I'm saying I think they're going to bring him out for SummerSlam stuff and get him get him prepped for that. Yeah, but he's going to come up. I think the next episode, the June 12th or whatever episode of, of Superstars, he's there. Yeah, and then we have Tatanka Luger. So we have Tatanka Lex Luger. Mm-hmm. I feel like really, sometimes you see these these cards. It's like when we watched, uh, it's like when we watched Money in the Bank. Like they just had the Money in the Bank paper. That's how late we're recording it. And you kind of look at some of the people and you're like, <laughs> I just don't think some of them are going to win. Right? I just kind of have a feeling. And, you know, again, it's WWF, so they throw you a curve. WWE, they throw you a curve. But I'm like, I just don't think Hacksaw is going to win. I didn't think either like, I just don't think people Hacksaw's who won Money in the Bank was going to win. I didn't think they were going to win, but if I had to rank them, they would at least be top three. Yeah. Like, they'd be in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you could already see the heat, though. Like, at least at least with the Damian Priest thing, you could already see it. You could mm-hmm. already see it. Like, immediately they had it because they had him come out in the middle of Finn's bat- match. And then they had him. Yeah. It happened again this, you know, this Monday. And then, obviously, uh, you know, Sky is Friday. She's Friday. So, I'm sure they'll have something to do with them Friday. So, you could see why they did that. Like, I get that. You can already kind of see where they're going with that. The seeds are planted. But I'm just saying, I'm looking at this going, well, I don't think Axel is going to win. And I don't think Bam Bam's going to win. And I don't think Mr. Hughes is going to win. <laughs> like, I just really... So I'm going to throw them out. I'm like, Lex Luger and Tatanka, like... Yeah, if you had Razor versus... So now you got Razor, Perfect, and Bret Hart. And the three of them are going to... One of them is going to be left in the finals out of that bracket. So it can't be them in the finals because they have to go based on where you have it, the standings. Which also, side note, if Bret Hart is the number one seed, you're telling me Razor and one's an eight seed? Like, they just didn't think, think that through. I think it's that technical. They didn't think that through. Oh, it's you're, clearly not that technical. I mean, I'm saying they didn't think it through. Now. You're being a silly goose. They didn't think that through. This isn't that's, not football. How se- that's not how seeding works, you're though. You're being a silly goose. I'm just saying. You're being a silly goose. I watched the WWE draft. I know that they're silly geese, is what they are. They they do what they want. They play fast and loose. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, it is entertaining to think to yourself, I'm going to get to see Bret Hart against Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. If he wins, probably against Mr. Perfect. So you get those couple good matches. Right. And then the winner of that is going to take on, you know. I think the biggest bummer the of it, and I, I think I felt this way at the time, was that, like like you said, the two, Razor Ramon and Bret Hart were the two people I wanted to win the most. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, like, mm-hmm. it's going to, that's going to be squashed immediately. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. But? I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, they do get to be the first match to kick off the show, so that's exciting at least, you know. They know what they're doing. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a, considered a really, really good show. Um, yeah. So anything else you want to say about Monday Night Raw? Any, no. Anywhere else you want to go with this? No. I mean, I feel like our meter is just it doesn't move because we really haven't had a Vince McMahon interviewing anybody mm. on the inside. But I don't think the meter really moved. But I will say... What happened the other week that you kept talking about how, like, Hacksaw was coming at Vince McMahon? Yeah, Sean's doing that now. Sean's doing that now. Sean's going up to him and saying, you're jealous of me. You'll never be... Like, that's what he was saying when he first came out. He's like, you're just jealous of me. You'll never be me. You'll never be as good as me. And you know it. You wish you could be me. Blah, blah, blah. And then when he found out about the match with Crush being a title match, he came back out and started screaming at Vince that he was, like, ruining his beach time or whatever. Um... But I, but so, I, yeah, like, I really wonder how not known it was that Vince McMahon was at least, a, like, a, a higher up in this. I feel like I feel like the top 15% of the fan base knows. Yeah. I, I think that's probably clear. where it's at it's right now. It's clear, right? Like, why else would he be yelling at the commentary? You know what I mean? Like, that's silly. But I feel, I, again, at this time when this is happening, I'm a child. So, to me... It's not that this is real, but there's something going on here that clearly people aren't really hitting each other, but, like, something's happening because people do get hurt, and it does look dangerous. So, And it, these, these people do look extremely muscular. So it's kind of like the idea of, you know, like, we've been watching recently a whole bunch of these American Gladiators documentaries and stuff, and you see them, and you're like, these people <laughs> really did get hurt. So you're like, okay, these big muscle people, like, people are getting hurt. So it's just that idea. Are you, are you talking about how muscular Bobby Heenan looks in his windbreaker? I'm not talking about the managers. Like, let's not talk. Like, listen, if we have a manager show off, like, right now my managers are Afa, 
Bobby Heenan, Paul Bear, Harvey Whippleman. Like, I'm just saying not Johnny saying. Polo. And Johnny Polo. Like, I'm just saying muscular. not saying. Johnny Polo is going to wipe the floor with everybody in that, that scenario when we're talking about managers. Right? Am I wrong? Like, if it's like a... Ma- oh, my God. Just Dave, put the five in the middle. How cool would it be to have, like, a King of the Ring, but with managers... And this, it's like wrestling each other. Reverend Slick, like, what are we talking about? They can't wrestle. That's right. that's why they're managers. That's the whole oh point. Oh my god, the fucking tuxedo match that's coming. Oh my god, yeah. I think that's ninety four. Yeah. Ninety five. Oof. Oh, with Fink and Harvey Whipple. No. But. Anywho. Alas. Um. Yeah. I mean, listen. I'm here for it. I think I think the top fifteen probably know. I don't know as a kid. My parents don't know. Look, it's one of those things. My parents don't know. And Your I don't parents know. don't care. But I think my parents know, I think my parents, I think they probably casually know. They don't care, but they casually know because the steroid trials are going on. I was going to be mm. like, I think that that's something that people And that might know. be why this is happening, right? Cause, right. Because it is common knowledge. If you exactly. watch the news that exactly. Vince McMahon, so that's probably why. I'm not watching That's that probably news. why Hacksaw yelled at him and that's probably why Sean's yelling at him. They're probably mm-hmm. starting to make it like, well... To make this slightly look more realistic, we have to have people lash out at Vince. And that's one of those anecdotal things that when it happens, like, again, it's one of those things where, like, because of how information travels at this time, like, if you don't really pay attention, you don't really know, and then it goes away within a year or two. I think that's kind of how it all works. Because it's like, you don't really know, because it's like, if you didn't follow it, how would you know? Like, you're not going to go back and look at newspapers from a year ago to be like, I wonder what happened. It's not on the internet that you can look up and be like, oh, Vince McMahon, you know, United States versus Vince McMahon. You can't look that up. If somebody's not talking about it or doing an expose, you don't know. You know what I mean? You're, you're looking confused. About well, because my ADHD just kicked in. And I don't think I mentioned that Adam Bomb was wrestling El Matador, Tito Santana. I think I just said there was an Adam Bomb match. I don't think I mentioned that he was actually wrestling a real person, like a, a guy we all know. Yeah, but El Matador like job for him here. Yeah, he of got, course. But smoked. like I still didn't mention that it was him and now I feel bad. We love you all, Matador. I also didn't mention, during this Shawn Michaels match, do you know what instantly started when the match started? A Let's Go Shawn chant. Which is funny. Because they all hated him. And then he loses the belt for like two weeks, comes back with it, and everyone's like, yes, we actually, we love to hate you. Let's go. Yeah. And I kind of love that. I was like, people were cheering for him. Like, he actually got a pop. Yeah, but maybe they were hate cheering. I think they were hate cheering. I don't know. He got a, he got a pretty big pop. Okay. Anything else you want to add then? Because the ADH is derailed. The... He, I think this was the first time we saw him do the flying elbow drop. No. Uh, a la Macho Man. No. I think so. No. And then Macho Man mentioned, I wonder where he learned that from. No, he does that all the time. Stop. He does that all the time. What he used to do, his finisher used to be the side suplex. And he always would do like his second move would be that move. That was always one of his moves that he's been doing. But it wasn't his finisher. Because only the Macho Man knows exactly how to do it in order to finish someone. So having said all that. Scott Steiner. In guest jeans. Okay. I know what you're dreaming about this evening. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying it's so fucking absurd. Scott Steiner in no. guest jeans. Got him. Definitely not. Got him. We are <laughs> the Shoots and Ladders podcast. We, we didn't even go through all the winners and losers, did we? Oh, we did. We did that. And then we got into the hypothetical corner. What's the talk. word? What's the word? We stopped doing words. What are you doing? The word of... Are you serious? The word... Yeah. It's shenanigans. Okay. Because there's okay. off-screen shenanigans that we were not entitled to. My man, Sean, winner. But not just a win. Like, I wouldn't even mind if he won. The fact that they're like, this seven-foot-tall man but had she- something to do with it. The okay, so then could we just, he- like, what are we doing? But not even that. The fact that he, in real life, saw that man. At a strip club. Bouncing. No. On WCW programming, as Vinny Vegas... Asked his friends, the Steiner brothers, to get him in touch with this man, to be like, come work for me and be my bodyguard. 100%. And then Kevin Nash said, okay, let me get out of my con- my contract real quick. Did it. And then like showed up a week later or two days later, whatever it was. Like he literally scouted him, said, I want you to be my insurance policy I mean, in real life. And then he showed up as his insurance DX, policy. China. I just, it's just. Diesel. I mean. The the, the 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 things in my youth this man helps to birth. I mean he really does. He knows what he's doing. He's annoying sometimes, but he's he's arrogant all the time. 
Yeah, he, I don't think he's annoying he's a, yet. He does get. He's he's a wonderful. Listen, when they when do Vin that starts video, to just when they never do the video, fuck. Oh, I know. When they do the "I Love You" video seven hundred fifty times, I don't disagree. And and they have Bette Miller singing. Like, come on, it's not Bette Miller, but I, I don't disagree. Knock off Bette Miller. It is. But uh, we are the Shoots and Ladders podcast. We will be back next week, where we will be going through the also annual. Um, how shall we say? Here's a superstars film before a pay-per-view, and here's a Raw after a pay-per-view episode. So we'll have that. It's going to happen every single time. As well, we will be dropping a King of the Ring. Our King of the Ring watch. Watch out. We will see you guys on the flip side, and watch out for this fucking shenanigans that we got that happens off screen. You're looking strange. People win in titles. Oh, you mean hashtags. People win matches. Catch us on the flip side. Bye. <laughs> like, oh, you mean matches? I'm like, yeah, they just fucking did a thing. Idiot. Oh, how do I? I can't do this.